Genesis, <coughs> Genesis chapter 29. Jacob resumed his journey and went to the eastern country. He looked and saw a well in a field. Three flocks of sheep were lying there beside it because the sheep were watered from this well. A large stone covered the opening of the well. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the opening of the well and water the sheep. The stone was then placed back on the well's opening. Jacob asked a man at the well, My brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they answered. Do you know Laban? grandson of Nahor, Jacob asked them. They answered, we know him. Is he well? Jacob asked. Yes, they said. And here is his daughter, Rachel, coming with his sheep. Then Jacob said, look, it is still broad daylight. It's not time for the animals to be gathered. Water the flock, then go out and let them graze. But they replied, We can't wait until all the flocks have been gathered and the stone is rolled from the well's opening. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd, a shepherdess. As soon as Jacob saw his uncle Laban's daughter, Rachel, with his sheep, he went up and rolled the stone from the opening and watered his uncle Laban's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept loudly. He told Rachel that he was his father's relative, Rebekah's son. She ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news about his sister's son, Jacob, he ran to meet him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then he took him to his house, and Jacob told him all that had happened. Laban said to him, Yes, you are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him a month, Laban said to him, Just because you're my relative, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older was named Leah, and the younger was named Rachel. They had ordinary eyes, but Rachel was shapely and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel. So he answered Laban, I'll work for you for seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban replied, better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, and they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, 
Give me my wife, for my time is completed. I want to sleep with her. So Laban invited all the men of the palace to a feast. That evening, Laban took his daughter Leah and gave her to Jacob. And he slept with her. And Laban gave his slave Zilpah to his daughter Leah as her slave. When morning came, there was Leah. So he said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Wasn't it for Rachel that I worked for you? Why have you deceived me? Laban answered, It is not the custom in this place to give the younger daughter in marriage before the firstborn. Complete this work of wedding celebration, and we will also give you this younger one in return for working yet another seven years for me. And Jacob did just that. He finished the week of celebration, and Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife. And Laban gave his slave Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her slave. Jacob slept with Rachel also, and indeed he loved Rachel more than Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. But Rachel was unable to conceive. Leah conceived, gave birth to a son, and named him Reuben. For she said, The Lord has seen my affliction. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, The Lord heard that I am unloved and has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, At last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne three sons for him. Therefore, he was named Levi. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she named him Judah. Then Leah stopped having children. Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake, because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven 
and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him that they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, Don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified, he is not here, for he has been resurrected, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples, he has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So, departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, Good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. And they will see me there. As they were on the way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled and the elders had agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And the story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Esther, the book of Esther, chapter 5. On the third day, Esther dressed up in her royal clothing and stood in the inner courtyard of the palace facing it. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the royal courtroom facing its 
entrance. As soon as the king saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, she won his approval. The king extended the gold scepter in his hand toward Esther, and she approached and touched the tip of the scepter. What is it, Queen Esther? The king asked her. Whatever you want, even to half the kingdom, will be given to you. If it, if it pleases the king, Esther replied, may the king and Haman come today to the banquet I have prepared for them. The king commanded, hurry and get Haman so we can do as Esther has requested. So the king and Haman went to the banquet Esther had prepared. While drinking the wine, the king asked Esther, whatever you seek will be given, whatever you ask will be given to you. Whatever you want, even to half the kingdom, will be done. This it, Esther answered, this is my petition and my request. If the king approves of me and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and perform my request, may the king and Haman come to the banquet I will prepare for them. Tomorrow I will do what the king has asked. That day Haman left full of joy and in good spirits. But when Haman saw Mordecai at the king's gate, and Mordecai didn't rise or tremble in fear at his presence, Haman was filled with rage toward Mordecai. Yet Haman controlled himself and went home. He sent his friends and his wife Zeresh to join him. Then Haman described for them his glorious wealth and his many sons. He told them all how the king had honored him and promised him in rank over the other officials and the royal staff. What's more, Haman added, Queen Esther invited no one but me to join the king at the banquet she had prepared. I am invited again tomorrow to join her with the king. Still, none of this satisfies me since I see Mordecai, the Jew, sitting at the king's gate all the time. His wife, Zeresh, and all his friends told him, have them build a gallows 75 feet high. Ask the king in the morning to hang Mordecai on it. Then go to the banquet with the king and enjoy yourself. The advice pleased Haman. So he had the gallows constructed.
book of Acts, chapter 28. Once ashore, once ashore, he learned that the island, once ashore, he learned that the island was called Malta. The local people showed us extraordinary kindness, for they lit a fire and took us all in since it was raining and cold, as Paul gathered a bundle of brushwood and put it on the fire. A viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself to his hand. When the local people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man is probably a murderer, and though he has escaped the sea. Justice does not allow him to live. However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. They expected that he would swell up or suddenly drop dead, but after they waited a long time and saw nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said, He was a god. Now in the area around that place was an estate belonging to the leading man of the island named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us hospitably for three days. Publius's father was in bed suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went to him and praying and laid his hands on him. He healed him. After this, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. So they heaped many honors on us. And when we sailed, they gave us what we needed. After three months, we set sail. We set sail in an Alexandrian ship that had wintered at the island, with the twin brothers as its figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed three days. From there, making a circuit along the coast, we reached Regium. After one day, a south wind sprang up. And the second day we came to Puteoli. There we found believers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. Now the believers from there had heard the news about us and had come to meet us as far as the Forum of Appius. And the three taverns, when Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was committed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. After three days, he called together the leaders of the Jews. Both they had gathered When they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, 
Although I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem to the hands of the Romans. After they examined me, they wanted to release me since I had not committed a capital offense. Because the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar. It was not as though I had any accusation against my nation. For this reason, I have asked you, for this reason, I have asked to see you and speak to you. In fact, it is for the hope of Israel that I'm wearing this chain. Then they said to him, We have not received any letters about you from Judea. None of the brothers has come and reported or spoken anything evil about you. But we would like to hear from what you think. For concerning this sect, we are aware that it is spoken against everywhere. After arranging a day with him, many came to him at his lodging. From dawn to dusk, he expounded and witnessed about the kingdom of God. He tried to persuade them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. Some were persuaded by what he said, but others did not believe. Disagreeing among themselves, they began to leave after Paul made one statement. The Holy Spirit correctly spoke through the prophet Isaiah to your ancestors when he said, Go to these people and say, You will listen and listen and yet never understand. You will look and look yet never perceive. For your hearts, for the hearts of these people have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their heart and be converted and I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that this saying, that this, therefore, let it be known to you that this saving work of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. After he said these things, the Jews departed, engaging in a prolonged debate among themselves. Then he stayed two whole years in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who visited him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with full boldness and without hindrance.